Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oganye Romo. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Bolu. How are you guys doing? We're good. I'm, okay. We're good. I'm, I'm doing alright. Although the crypto market is dealing with me, but I'm surviving. When you're looking for money, you start trying things out. <laughs> but with the crypto market, you end up losing even more money <laughs> than you bargained for, but uh, you survive. I told you, you buy the dip. <laughs> Buy the, buy the deep cash out. I'm not even doing it again. He's not working out. He's not. Too. <laughs> uh, that's, that's how. You, that's what he used to say until he does another one. Speaking about buying the deep, I think we can finally say that Elon Musk has bought the deep. Twitter has accepted his purchase bid, and so Elon Musk is finally buying Twitter for forty-four billion dollars. Wow. Onome, tell us about it. So he says it's getting to one billion in cash. He's going to get 13 billion from Morgan Stanley and some other investment banks. Then mm. he's also getting 12.5 billion from his stock in Tesla. He's going to get a loan against his stock in Tesla. So that's where he's getting the money from. Yep. Oh, I mm. see. So he's going to pay all cash for this. Yeah, basically. Some people are about to make some wow. money. No wonder the deal like. is going to. <laughs> so I'm sure many shareholders and uh, even if the Twitter board was against it and all that. The shareholders would have been putting pressure on them saying exactly. we need to cash out because <laughs> Twitter yeah, has been struggling like, financially. Mm, I saw several tweets on Twitter like of supposed Twitter shareholders saying that eh, they want that why is Twitter is Twitter board not accepting Mox's Elon's bid and all of that. So maybe that's all put pressure on them. There are questions around why most even wants to buy Twitter. Exactly. What it talks about is freedom of speech, how Twitter taking Twitter private. Yeah, taking it yeah, private. That, that taking Twitter have, private part. What of those of us that have zero point zero zero something stake in Twitter? <laughs> Bamboo or Chaka. <laughs> so I was listening to his TED uh, interview last week, and he mentioned that he is willing to keep as many shareholders, private shareholders as po- as many shareholders as possible, as SEC would allow. Even when he takes it private, and I guess people like you that have zero point zero zero zero. It don't matter. And funny enough, the but you ca- you make money, yeah? <laughs> really? Uh. Funny enough, the share price keeps like fluctuating. It keeps. So I heard it jumped by five percent when the news came out that Twitter is about to accept yeah, the stock yeah. price. Hmm. Mm. Man, it's good to be. But he hasn't nice gone below that five percent, yeah. Oh, I hmm. see. So I I can't add to my Twitter stock now, right? No. Yeah, but but I'm curious to know what did Azilo Mox really said anything about getting Twitter's revenue up? Does he have any plans in that regard? So far, I think he has been really quiet about that. He hasn't really said much. Hmm. All he has been talking about is edit button. He said he tweeted something about getting rid of spam bots hmm. and <laughs> and verifying really human beings. Hmm. But yeah, he hasn't really said anything about. Okay revenue. He has also talked about making the how the algorithm moderates tweets more transparent. I don't even know if it's necessarily a business move for him. But we can't know. We really can't know what he's thinking. Exactly. So you can't know what he's yeah. thinking. <laughs> we can't know what he's thinking. This is Elon Musk yeah. we are talking about here. But then he probably values Twitter a lot because Twitter has been like his PR. He fired his whole PR team. Mm. Because mm-hmm. it does all the PR themselves by tw- by tweeting, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. We they, we we really can't see what it is exactly that 
Elon Musk wants with with Twitter, aside what he has publicly said. It would be so funny if he's only reason for buying Twitter is to get an edit button. People have said yeah, Elon Musk like is the only billionaire that is like doing cool stuff with his money. You know, everybody else is just else doing boring things. Which is ironic because he has a company named the Boring Company. Yeah, I think uh, boring, boring is like, like digging, right? Digging, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys see that supposed conversation between him and Bill Gates? Oh yes, I saw some yeah. things around that. But and I he his reply shows that it's probably true. It's actually an actual conversation that was leaked. Like he shared it with a friend and a friend mm-hmm. of a friend shared it on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> Where Biggs was Billionaire like... Billion problems. Uh, yeah, Billion <laughs> Biggs reached out saying, Want to, let's talk about some philanthropy in uh, climate change. And mm. then Elon Musk asked, asked Bill Gates, do you still have a short position in Tesla? Uh, yeah. I don't want to get the details of what a short <laughs> position is, but it's like... Uh, betting on Tesla not doing exactly. well. So, and he said, and mm-hmm. Bill Gates said yes, and he said, okay, I'm, I can't take you seriously <laughs> about your <laughs> talk about climate change if you are if you are willing to shut a company that is doing the most uh, to battle climate change. Yeah. He has a point. Hilarious yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he has, a, he has a point if that conversation is real. Though. Yeah. Then, yeah. some people were like, you should not take it personally. That's what billionaires do. It's just about making a quick book. That's just it. So, That's still on big tech point. giants and, and whatnot, let's come back a bit to Africa, closer to home, and there's news about Google in Africa, Imano. Oh, yeah, so Google has, uh, yeah, they announced a virtual launch of their submarine cable in, in Lekki, Lagos. That was last week, Thursday. And even though they made it seem like the cable had already landed, we actually went to the beach and within the cable had not yet landed. And, uh, <laughs> oh, so the cable is still on its way. It's still on its way. <laughs> but to be fair, the cable already landed in Togo uh, a few weeks yeah. prior to that. And the original timeline for the cable was for Nigeria first and other West African countries. But the Togolese government actually tried to see if they could convince Google to get the cable <laughs> to that country <laughs> first. Why is everybody trying to ignore Nigeria first? Uh, I don't, <laughs> don't know. do to the rest of Africa? <laughs> and uh, I don't see it as so much of a big deal, though. Even though most media companies would, are making a very, very, very big deal out of it. I mean, honestly, yeah. the cable is going mm. to get to everybody. Okay, not everybody on this. <laughs> most yeah, most. <laughs> so so yeah, this is called people. Google. It's called Google Equiano. How do you pronounce ah, it? It's Equiano, and uh, I hope I didn't murder the pronunciation, but it was named after. A, a historical abolitionist, a slave abolitionist. He was sold as a slave. His name was Olauda Equiano, and he was sold as a slave. Oh, okay. And he wrote and he helped with the freedom of slaves globally today. So Google used that cable to honor him. And uh, yeah, at the virtual launch event, they pointed out, okay, it is fitting, but somehow it's it felt a bit ironic for reasons I won't go into, but. Yeah, <laughs> basically, what this cable means is uh, it's uh, all things being equal, you should have way faster internet connectivity. Google is saying it will offer you six times your current internet speeds in the wow. next three years. I checked the, the average mobile internet speed in Nigeria, it's 80 megabits per second, and six times of that is about 112 megabits per second. So, if one gig of one gig, a one gig file. If you are downloading a one gig file from the internet right now, if your internet is 18 megabits per second, which quite frankly you only find in 
urban areas. If you are outside of Lagos or Abuja, you are not likely going to find that internet speed. Mm. So, but if you have that, it will take you like seven minutes to download a one gig file. But if Google's promise comes to reality, it will take you just one minute, two seconds to download that file. So, it's going to be a big leap in speeds. Then one gig of data that currently costs roughly 666 naira. That is the cheapest monthly plan for. Yeah, it's going to likely cost about 140 naira, uh, roughly 0.5 uh, dollars. That is 50 cents, if Google's claim is to be believed. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how things all play out because the issue with um, cables, if it's subsea cables, we already have them in abundance. A whole hundred terabits mm. of internet cables lying on our coast. The issue yeah, exactly. has always been getting it to our homes and our offices. So the capacity that we're supposed to be getting right now should be a lot more than we're already getting. So many issues, right? Telcos, I think we've covered it on Tech Point in the past, right? Double taxation, people, uh, mm-hmm. telcos are taxed on the state level and the federal level, and even sometimes at the local government level and at your Manile level. Sorry, Omanile is like boys or uh, young people in the locality. They come <laughs> and judge you. <laughs> There's really no way to describe it in English. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you really have to take your time to find a way to describe a morning. <laughs> All right. So there's that. There is um, vandalism. And sometimes mm. this vandalism are usually criminal activities. Sometimes it's just inadvertent. Construction works are always going on. And when you are digging the ground, you might be digging a gutter, uh, digging foundation for a house, and you end up cutting a terrestrial cable right so many mm. things going on then the states themselves they have this right of way issue where for you to lay one meter of fiber you have to pay a certain amount of money for states like lagos it used yep. to be five thousand naira per one meter just as a fee to just pass this cable along a particular route and so many states some states have actually removed it like they removed the right of way charges some dropped it to 125 mm. naira Lagos, interestingly, has a new policy which I think Google wants to actually leverage. So, in 2020, if you follow TechPoint stories, you remember that Lagos introduced a dig once policy, meaning if this telco has dug this route, no other person should dig here again. All of you just tap into that network. That is the principle. So, around that time, there were a lot of constructions and digging going around Lagos with pipes. So, those pipes were like the ducts and the cables will pass through all those ducts so um, so this company western telecom won the contract to for this digons policy in lagos and at that time we we're wondering who are they where they come from but apparently they are the company that would make sure google's cable capacity gets to at least the entire uh, lagos state uh, so the cable from the sea is going to pass through these fiber ducts that they've already dug around lagos and the company that is going to tap into that infrastructure is Weok, the West Indian Ocean Cable Company. Yes, another new company, which, mm. of course, stay tuned. I think we need to find out more about them too. There's a, there, they were a coalition of some telcos in East Africa and an investment oh. firm. So I, I was very, when I was doing my research on them, I was excited to find out, okay, I didn't see any West African telecom company on the list of shareholders when they're bought or anything so these are mostly east african guys so yeah that's <laughs> something i'm nice. going to look into yeah so that's the uh, gist from google like a lot of promise but a lot so of things to be done how long 
Take see, we can see the effects of all of this all over Nigeria. All over Nigeria, they're estimating about three years. It could take longer than that. But interestingly, they said they will also be leveraging other people's infrastructure that they've already built in other cities. Weox says they want to build data centers in different cities in Nigeria, not just Lagos. So they want to get these data centers as close to people as possible. So with these data centers, they'll be tapping on existing infrastructure, people that already have fiber cables. Okay, so I mean, uh, I guess it's bittersweet. Maybe it's some exciting news, but at the same time, maybe what a lot of media has not reported is that it's going to take quite a while before we see the effects. So it's not like Google is coming to save the day or the people who have been around don't know what they are doing. All the infrastructural and regulatory issues are still on ground and then maybe Google has the financial muscle to to wait through them we will see a cool stuff yeah but the question like, i guess the question on everybody's mind is that is what is in it for google <laughs> <laughs> why google facebook is also trying to pass submarine cable has invested billions of dollars to bring submarine cables to africa right yeah so why are all these big tech companies the question is why are they so interested in africa why is google bringing a submarine cable that is supposed to give us faster internet what is in it for google mm. I guess it's it's more of a long-term investment, right? Just think of it like a farmer who has been farming where everybody has been farming before. They've dug several times, they've harvested several times, but there's this virgin forest that is relatively untapped. No, few people have tapped into that market. Millions of Nigerians do not have access to the internet. It's the digital divide we keep talking about. Africa is where everything comes to uh, full-blown reality. So. Yeah, Google, Facebook, they are all investing this in anticipation of a future internet explosion in Africa, right? One billion people coming into the digital space in the next few years, most of them young people. And yeah, that's the attraction, quite all right. And of course, in the immediate uh, time, Google is actually going to be making money from this cable that just landed, right? for every oh really yeah people that are coming to connect from the cable to pass into they're going to be paying <laughs> so businesses yeah businesses data because we are now seeing an influx of data centers so all these telecom companies or internet service providers that will come to try and tap into this infrastructure of course they're going to pay oh. then Oh, when the whole fiber connectivity thing happens and people are now using the internet they also make money from that then the big picture part of more ad revenue is also that so yeah they're actually making money from several layers in this so it's mm. actually it makes sense business wise and both short term yeah. and long term only if they can just get it to the interland that's that's what i mean oh yeah yeah Google might be able to figure that out the, uh, in terms of the kind of influence they are supposed to have. They are relatively hands off though. They've they've provided the money. Oh. So they're leaving we okay. and the other telcos to do, do your the, thing. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's not all altruistic for Google, obviously. It's all about the next billion users. They're a business, they're not a charity. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Seen as for many people. All over the world, the internet is actually Google and Facebook. <laughs> like, I, I remember reading a research some years back, and they asked many people, "Have you ever used the like many regular Africans or people in the emerging markets? Have you used the internet before?" And they said no. Then they asked them, "Have you used Facebook before?" And they said yes. Like, Have you used the internet? <laughs> so it's still a thing. 
in Africa especially. Makes sense for Google. Yeah. That, that name in though, like you said, very interesting choice of name, but uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll to that. But yeah, Africa is not really necessarily lagging behind. That's a fact. When you look at areas like blockchain, and you see all the innovation that is going around blockchain in Africa, mm-hmm. right? And then there's something interesting that that came, that we heard about last week, Bulu. Yeah, a university in South Africa, University of Johannesburg, will start issuing blockchain-based certificates to limit forgery, fake certificates, and things like that. I think it's actually a welcome um, development because it's really interesting to see more blockchain applications outside crypto, outside fine. We've not really seen that a lot. It's usually oh crypto, oh NFT, oh this, that, but you know it's interesting to see that people are starting to realize that there's so much that blockchain is capable of you know besides just cryptocurrencies the university will once once you get your certificate you print it out and then say you give it to an employer or someone and they need to verify there's going to be a qr code on it and then once they scan they're able to tell okay you actually graduated from university of um, johannesburg and I've I've been thinking about okay how how can this you know really be you know applied to Nigeria and then you know I, I saw somewhere where they were talking about how people use a lot of fake documents during NYC registrations and stuff. It's, it's actually really really you know interesting to think about how we can you know apply this to different things and you know, blockchain really. It's only blockchain that can make things like that possible. This sounds cool, but break it down in simple terms. What exactly is will the blockchain do to prevent certificate fraud? How would it work exactly? Okay. Okay, I think to really understand how it will prevent fraud, it's important to also understand how exactly blockchain works. So blockchain is just basically database like ensuring that there's a secure database and how does it do that does that through decentralization so if i have a particular file on my computer Muiwa has one on his computer emmanuel has one on his computer anonymous also has one on her computer Nifemi is trying to like doctor something in that file she has to do it on my computer first do it on Muiwa's computer but then she can't really do it one by one because with blockchain everything has to be done simultaneously at once so it really makes it impossible, you know, to make changes when you have to make it across a network of nodes. Nodes just means mm. computer. So when you have to make that change change across network of nodes simultaneously, it's just it's just impossible. So blockchain takes that that single centralized database. It takes it and it's not just in that single place, it's everywhere. You you get it's everywhere and mm. then for you to change anything you have to change it everywhere at the same time so oh. that certificate that has been issued by the school once they put it on once once it has been confirmed by all those network of computers that okay this person graduated with a 4.0 gpa at this particular university and all the networks confirm it and it has been registered and then someone is like trying in an age in the computer age there's always hacking and stuff like that and someone's oh let me just look for the uh, school's database i hack and then i change to whatever i want you can't really do that because to do that 
you have to do that across a network. So once you go on the blockchain, mm. you can trust that whatever the blockchain is giving, whatever information is giving you is the correct one. So I guess what's good because the school didn't, didn't really give details, but I looked a little bit further and with my knowledge on how blockchain works, I'm sure the school's database is going to now be on a blockchain network. That is where the issue is. So now if it's not on a, blo- on a public blockchain network, there might still be, it might really not be an issue of decentralization. It might not even be an, a, a, a scenario where the information is actually on the blockchain. So if if it's on a private blockchain network and we have, say, two or three computers that that information is on, it might still be easy for that person to do that. It's just a case of, like, I made an yeah. example with Muiwa, Emmanuel, myself, and if, uh, and yeah, Onome having that information on, on our computers. So think pay all four of us and just say, all of you are changing it at the same time. But when, it's, <laughs> when they put that information on a pl- public blockchain, for example, Solana, or let's even make a, a more, something people understand better, like Bitcoin now. I think Bitcoin has yeah. thousands of nodes. So... To do that across, it's, it's just almost, it's just impossible. So that is where the issue is with now. But I guess they are just, I guess they are, they don't want to reveal maybe such information yet. We say it's impossible to hack blockchain. Things happen. Things happen. People are people are really <laughs> intelligent, and people always come up with things every time, every day. And another thing with blockchain is as it's getting even more advanced, it's becoming. To me, I think it's becoming less secure. The more advanced it gets, for me, the most mm. secure blockchain will still be Bitcoin because when you start having issues of smart contracts and things like that, and then there is one genius whiz somewhere that can find a loophole in your smart contracts and then is locking you out of your own network. That's just because we've actually seen that happen before, right? In 2016, there was a DAO and then they created a smart contract and then they pulled funds together about $150 million. So someone found a loophole in that smart contract, locked them out of their own system and they could not do anything. And (laughs) siphoned the entire... So... I, I well, guess it's, it's important for the school to also... Is it really too important for them to review which blockchain they are they actually hosting the, the information on? I don't know. What, what do you think? Uh, maybe like it's just a premature... It's possible it's a premature announcement, the fact that there's not enough information. Yes, yes. So maybe yes. there's... Because from information, yeah. they said it's starting this year. I don't think it has started actually, but they said this year, their certificates are going to be blockchain. Yeah. P- perhaps they could use like um, IBM's blockchain. For exactly. Example. Exactly. The be one safe? being used for the inner... Inner. Yes. So inner. I think that one is... That one sounds okay. Sounds cool. The until only thing I want them to do... Exactly. Until we see... <laughs> until we see that it's not really as as powerful as we think it is but i think the main thing is just have enough nodes and make it impossible for people to like hack so yeah so if, if all of this is sounding even as bolu broke it down made it very simple if it's still sounding very confusing for you don't be afraid mm-hmm. that's why we have the blockchain tech point africa blockchain summit exactly holding on the 21st of may exactly right where we'll break down all of this right yeah. uh, but, but you just tell them 
what to expect now. yeah the tech point africa blockchain summit i think even i myself like i'm really looking forward to it because it's a situation where you really get a one-on-one like it's a really close we are breaking down the fourth wall of what events used to be like so we have breakout sessions where you can really communicate with the speakers ask them questions so there's a breakout session on starting a career in blockchain what do you need to know how do you go about it what careers are there even you know when it comes to blockchain this is just being a developer is there a career for someone who is in the creative we really will iron these things out there there's also a breakout sessions on mm-hmm. nfts DeFi, DAOs. how do they work how can you make money off them this era of decentralized opportunities how, how do you really take part in it and then there's also an hackathon i need to add that there's two thousand five hundred dollars worth of prizes to be won so if you're a blockchain person nice you can really it's your opportunity to like make some really cool cash so we are really mm. I, I, I i want to like give a, 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 a what, what would i call it now how much you call we it again, sir? Be, $2,500. Okay. Of, yeah, worth of Some cash prizes that will be won. Do a thrill. <laughs> you can do that. Just yeah, call me when you want to do that. Emmanuel, eh? <laughs> L- let me know about it. So we just, we have an amazing lineup of speakers. I, I don't know if I, if, I, if I can reveal any of them, but just stay in touch. Like you'll be, I'm, I'm yeah, sure we'll, be, yes, we'll be announcing them soon. This week, actually. So it's going to be, it's going to be an amazing one. Really amazing one. Okay, cool stuff. So the website is blockchain. Just go to blockchain.techpoint.africa. But we'll put the link in the show notes so that you can uh, check it out. Register, whether it's for the main conference and, and choose the breakout sessions you want. Yeah. And or you want to attend the hackathon. Okay, so we'd like to hear what you think about everything we've discussed today. Elon Musk to buy Twitter, Google's cable landing in Lagos and, and the ripple effects of that. And um, universities in Africa are using blockchain to verify certificates. Hmm. You can email us at podcast at techpoint.africa or you can tweet and use the hashtag techpointafricapodcast to let us know your thoughts. We'd like yep. to hear from you. And if you are listening for the first time, this is the Tech Point Africa podcast and you can get them, get it where? On Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio and anywhere else you get your podcast. Uh, yeah, I didn't forget Podcast Addict. I always keep forgetting it, but <laughs> no, 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 no biggie. <laughs> so thanks for staying with us. If you stay to the end, we're happy you did. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.